Mindless Chat, brought to you by AA Media and Consulting, on the Doctor vs. Network. This is another episode of the Mindless Chat Podcast brought to you by AA Media and Consulting, where we want to bring you independent artists, business owners, and personalities as such to let you know what it takes to be on your own and do your own thing. Tonight, we have Sasha. What's going on, Sasha? Exactly. Now, if you're a long-time listener to Dr. Brady's show, I mean long-time listener, you've heard Sasha before. <laughs> I mean, They have. I still remember those days. <laughs> long time. Like, when we was in double digits. <laughs> yes. In the beginning, almost. <laughs> right. So, but this is about you. So, I mean, since the last time you've been on, a lot has changed for you. So It really has. It has. <laughs> so, as they say, let's start at the beginning. All right, we've all known from since I've known you that your aspiration is to be an actress and that is the field that you are tracking in. So what, yes. since the last time you were on, which was about three, four years ago, mm-hmm. what has that done for you now? Where are you now? Where am I now? Right now I'm in Atlanta and it was one of those faith moves where... I was actually, I had moved from Tennessee. I mean, I was living in Tennessee and I just decided like literally one day I was coming back from a trip and I was like, I got to get to a city that at least has casting calls regularly. And I literally, I decided that in March, I moved in April. No plans, no nothing. And it was hard (laughs) at first, but the like my first casting call within the next month. So it showed me that I had still made the right choice, but you know, I just, you know, I continue to see that just because, you know, you're chasing your dream, it doesn't always mean, mean it's going to be easy. No, I feel you on that. I do feel you on that. So, but you didn't move alone, correct? Or did you? I, well, I moved here initially. I had a cousin who was here and okay. then after my cousin, after I stayed with my cousin for a little while, I got my own place. Okay. And in the meantime of the moving, I know that you also spawn your own YouTube series. What what was the creation behind that? What was the idea? Um, 
Well, the thing is, I've actually always done YouTube. Like, actually, if you go on YouTube, you may can find YouTubes I was doing back in high school. Oh. Um, so that actually kind of didn't just start here. It's always been going on. But what it is, I, I have this thing with re- putting youtube channels so i'll do a new channel which i need to stop and the one that you're probably referring to is saki productions and that's along with my cousin and um we did a lot of videos together most of those started when um we still lived in memphis and then we actually haven't i've only done a few since i've actually moved out here in atlanta because when i moved to atlanta i actually started doing more um actual entertainments like stuff for like Tyler Perry and I did something with David Talbert also since I've been here. I honestly been to Tyler Perry Studios, huh? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I fully understand that. So now we're gonna go back and find out these other YouTube series. Um so what would you say is the biggest thing or the biggest thing you've learned since you've made the jump and you, you made that you said a leap of faith. Wow, that's a good question. The biggest thing—the biggest thing that I've learned. Ugh, dang, you got me on that one. Now you, I was about to say, now when you answer this, you got to remember the answer you give is the inspiration for someone else to take that leap. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Um. Overall, like, you know what, one thing about me, I'm just going to speak it because I've just realized that literally I just have this to speak things. So I know it'll just come out. But for me, it it has always been like knowing who you are, like ultimately, because what it is, is you're going to get family members, you're going to get friends. Some people are going to either tell you you're crazy, tell you not to do it. And sometimes your mind will even, you have to battle your mind. That's the main thing we have to do is control our mind, especially when you're a dreamer. Because your mind and even people around you will all be telling you not to do it. But see, the one thing that they cannot change is your heart. Your heart wants it so bad. And that's what you almost have to listen to. You have to drown out everything around you and just listen to your heart. And there were days where I remember laying on my cousin's bed and thinking, I'm going back home because it's this just not working. It's like, I'm like, I don't know, like I'm not comfortable. And that's one of the main things that make us stop It's because when we get uncomfortable, we want to stop. But I've realized that our dreams do not lie in comfort zones. They are actually right outside of your comfort zone. And in order to get it, you're going to have to jump outside of your comfort zone. I'm actually steadily jumping. I just launched my business by myself. Um, I'm going to be supplying some of the things that you need in the acting world to other aspiring actors who are actually not even haven't even like I guess gotten to where I am and it's like and I'm still climbing but a lot of times I meet people who don't know the basic facts of even how to do like headshots and things like that so basically like in my spare time I'm going to be helping people do headshots and build their resumes and things like that but um so that's basically where I'm at now. And then I'll offer other things like appearances because people have also added me, asked me about things like that. But um, overall, that would probably be the main thing that I would say is that in order to be successful, you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone. Okay. 
Now, now with all that being said, if you were talking to someone who's ready to step into that world, what mm-hmm. would you say would be the greatest investment they need to make to start? The greatest investment will actually be just what I said. They would need to, if they can get a headshot, if they can get a decent headshot and a resume that has anything they've done um, in the field, that's their key. Like, that's honestly your key. But the thing is, you you actually need that to even get started. Like, you don't need a camera. It would be good if you had one because you could take your own pictures. But all you literally need is a headshot with a resume showing what you've done, what you've done, because that's your key to this world. Like everybody's going to ask for one and you stand out that way. And some people think that's simple and people should know that. But I've gone to auditions and people did not bring their headshot. I don't care if it just says open casting call. I don't care if you're just going and it says a talking meeting with a certain director. If you're going to be in anything that is tied to film, you need to have your headshot with you in that moment. Because there has been moments where they've said, oh, well, everybody who has your headshot with you today will take those. Everybody else email us. But guess what? They don't tell you that if they find somebody in those headshots, they don't check the email. That's what people don't know. And that's why you need to always be prepared and have your headshot. That's your key. Wow. That's um that's the DJ Keller right there, major key. <laughs> it is. Major key, seriously. There you go. I might have to put a DJ Keller sound drop in there or something. Now now <laughs> You silly. Now, let's re- let's rewind this a little bit. Now we're talking about mini Sasha. Before you decided that you're gonna dive full fledged into this, what who were some of your influence or what were some of the things that you saw that draw that drew you to um entertainment? Hmm. Oh wow. What like what's started it? The origin story. Well, you know what? Actually the origin story is very is very simple. I wish that I could give full-blown credit to any actress or anybody behind me, but the origin story actually did not start like that. The first time I realized I want to do this was it was one of those Christmas plays that all the kindergartners were forced into. No, it wasn't kindergarten. It was first grade, and we were all forced into doing it. Well, when everybody was scared and pounding, I don't want to go on stage. When I got on stage, I said my little lines, and I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And literally, at that moment, first grade, I, if the thought stuck, it never left. So, so you the you the one little one that everybody was like, she didn't read her lines off the paper like we all did. <laughs> I probably was. Like, I think I was something like a tree or something. Like... But I was the happiest <laughs> little tree out there. Like it was just—I don't know. It just—it was—it just stuck, and it, like I said, it never left. So I just continued to chase the feeling, like you know. But the secret says that I, if anybody listens to the secret, you know, it's like if you—that's how you get more of the things you love. You chase if you—you you recognize that feeling that makes you feel good. You keep going after it. Like, it's actually, you don't have to go after it. It comes to you if you feel good about it. And I think that's also what's happening. A lot of it is not even just me chasing it. It's me attracting it. It's coming back to me. 
Wow, so that's better than doing drugs. Because if you do drugs, you just chase the high all the time. See? <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. So there you go. Anybody that's on the field of, on the fence of doing drugs or chasing their dreams, you know. <laughs> Chase your dream instead. <laughs> <laughs> You get a return back. <laughs> Quicker return. Now we talk. Let's talk about the business side here because that's what um, this series is all about. It's about getting yourself deep down in the business. Now, when it comes to starting your own business, which you said you have done, what, mm-hmm. what, how long did you feel like it took for you to make that decision that this is what you needed to do, or was it something that was all along in the works? Oh gosh, the crazy thing is, I think. I probably decided to make the steps probably somewhere maybe like 2012, 2013. I officially, like I even got to the point where I started like a couple years. I was like, oh, I'll do a couple people's things, this and that for free, get my name out there. That was probably like 2014. And it didn't officially happen till like, like I had people here and there, but I'm a, I've officially started like, now like basically this month like officially like taking in like clients for my personal business because anybody who knows me they're probably like well Sasha you've had plenty of little businesses yeah I've had like network marketing stuff and those are businesses don't get me wrong I love network marketing but this is the first time that I've totally with me I don't have anybody it's just me yeah I'm not mad at that at all People talk to me about network marketing all the time, and I say, hey, look, it's just not for me because I'm not social. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a social person. Um, Now, and I I also agree with that because, you know, basically with this, I mean, what I've been doing this podcast for three years, and I actually decided to make this a company last year. So I can understand that basically the double dutch of starting your own business. So did you go into (laughs) it full? Did you go into a full steam ahead? Did you take some time to do some research? Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. The I'm kind of I've always been like a sponge. So it's like I read stuff and I absorb absorb it in my head. I've been absorbing the information and things that I need to do and studying demographics and studying the way to get clients and marketing. I've been doing all of that way before it's like but now it's like the knowledge. I'm just like, okay, I have too much knowledge in my head. It's time for me to actually do it like it's almost like the knowledge cup has ran over. It's like, okay, either you're just going to keep soaking up everything you could do or you're going to do it. And I'm always talking to people about, oh, you got to push past fear. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do it. You got to step out. You got to chase your dreams. And then sometimes I was coming back and looking at myself like, but I'm scared to start my own business. Like, so I was like, I can't. I don't want to be the person that I'm telling you got to do something different. So I took my own advice. And that's something we rarely do as people. Take our own advice. We give it. We rarely take it. But I took it. And I'm happy I did. Okay. Well, that goes straight into the next question. If you had to choose, which would, it be, <laughs> which would you say is the biggest obstacle, internal or external? Hold on. Repeat the question. Which would you say causes the biggest conflict for you, internal conflict or external conflict? Mm, oh, internal, because I am actually my absolute worst critic, absolute, if I 
I don't if but not even just me, people as a whole. Like, but if you're meaning just for me, I'm gonna say internal. Okay. Like, yeah. Do you want me to break that down a little bit more? Hey, go for it. Go for it, because everybody's internal struggle is just <laughs> okay. a little bit different. See, this is the thing. Externally, like a person can come up and have a problem or an issue. I'm actually a good resolver. Uh, resolver. I'll listen to a person, try to work through the issue, even if there is issues. Like I've kind of gotten to the point where I look above issues and I know that everything is fixable. Some people may not think that. That's Whatever you tell yourself is what's going to be the outcome. So if you tell yourself it's not fixable, it's not fixable. But if you tell yourself it's fixable, it is. Why I say internal is that sometimes the greatest battle starts first in your mind. It's not what's happening externally. It's what you're thinking because your thoughts give off a frequency. Now I'm getting kind of deep and somebody's like, what is she talking about? Well, if anybody wants to know, I'm telling you, go read The Secret because anybody who read The Secret up off this podcast because they're going to be like, okay, I know what she on. But yeah, <laughs> so my thing is I now focus on and when I did that the only reason that I would tell anybody that is because when I started to focus on my thoughts that's when things really started to change around me externally so that's why I'll say internally because I believe that's where it starts gotcha 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 so and the reason why I said it because like I said everybody's struggle is different there are some people that can really work around their head not many. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are easily deter- deterred by everything external around them because they'll like, for yeah. instance, my whole computer issue right now, that'd be easy for somebody to get defeated over and say, Hey, maybe it's not meant for me to do this and I don't want to do this. And then they don't do it because of a little struggle. But you know, like I said, everybody's, everybody's hurdles different. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. you gotta do <laughs> exactly. what you gotta do. Uh, okay. So now <laughs> let's get into voices unveiled. Now I read it. And I, you know, I'm told everybody didn't get into it. So basically, what was the motivation behind the book? Oh, wait, before you say it, let me, let me, let me, let me do a promo real quick. Sasha wrote The Voices Unveiled. It's available on Amazon. You can order it. But if you got a smartphone, just about like everybody else does, just download Amazon and get it on Amazon. You can read it right there. Just do it like I did. (laughs) I mean, it is a little cheaper too. So, I mean, damn, it, go and read it. All right. So, what was the, what was the motivation behind writing the book? Well, actually, it's funny because my cousin was like talking about how she was about to put a book out, and you know, I always because actually writing is my other love. Some people don't know that because they hear me talking about acting as they're almost equal. Like I actually really really love writing i was writing before i even was acting um so basically my cousin was talking about doing a book and she was like you know sasha you really should do one too and she was just giving me like some inside scoops on it and i was like i don't know you know i might but you know basically i had met a whole lot of interesting people within a certain span of time and the one thing they had in common was they had so many amazing stories and so much to say, but they only said it to me. They didn't say it to the people that they needed to say it to or the people who were bothering them or or anything like that. It was like, 
And I was like, why don't they? Because me, I say anything. Like, if I have a problem with you, you're going to know it. If I like you, you're going to know it. So I got to the point where I was like, somebody needs to say, I want to say what these people don't say. And it just clicked. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, actually, I'm really going to do that. So to the point where somebody probably wouldn't believe it, but the poem Wife in my book, it's inspired about a woman whose husband, just being honest, was a horrible, horrible man to her. He was horrible to her. And he was dying of cancer. And she never said it. She never voiced it. But to me, everything that he did up to the point while even while he was still sick I honestly felt like she she wanted to say I wish you'd go ahead and die and that's how I opened the poem I see that I opened the poem with I wish you'd go ahead and die because that's what I felt like she she was saying like she said it without saying it so I said it for her this is very true. And now, because I'm reading it, and of course, like you said, it's there are several poems from different points of view, which if you, as any man, woman, anybody that's an adult, listen to people talk, you know someone that fits all of these categories. Mm-hmm. Now, which one would you say touched you the most or you felt the most passionate about or were they all pretty much the same? Um, which one that I feel the most passionate about? I don't... Well, see, the thing is, that's the thing. When I wrote each of them, I felt the passion for the person... At the time. it was inspired for. Gotcha. So, I guess the passion was equal, because honestly, a lot of people ask, because the book isn't that big. I'm a writer. The book actually was more big. I took out tons of poems poems to me that I feel like I didn't write with passion because I didn't want them in there I didn't want them in there just to take up space I wanted the ones that when I was writing them I was either moved to tears or something after I wrote it and that's why when I got down to all the poems that originally was supposed to be in here I took out a lot of them wow well that's very understandable because I mean Anybody that has ever created content and anybody that, you know, absorb content, you always know that the the deleted portion is probably as good as what was, you know, what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the person that made it don't feel that way. But as the the consumer, you're like, man, why did, why did, why did you take this out? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Trust me, I know, because somebody said they leaked Kanye's album that didn't make it, and people are, are clamoring behind it. I don't, I haven't heard it, but hey, they say it's just as good as the actual album. But, you know, and that's why I asked people who, because I know the last show we did, we had an artist, and I asked him how did he feel about it when it once come out. Uh, pretty much the same thing to you. The first time you saw it, and the first time you went through it, or you saw people talking about it, what was your initial feeling? When I saw people talking about my book. Yes. Um, it was, well, it was kind of, it was very exciting, but I mean, it was, to me, I'm just always intrigued by people's thoughts in any ways, whether they're good or they're bad, because like, um, 
if anybody knows, I also put out videos to go along with my books. And one of my videos got like over 100,000 views. Well, you read the comments. Some people are under there saying, oh, she's crazy. She's stupid. Why would she stay with a man that treated her that way? Which I think is the most hilarious one because that shows me they don't understand poetry. Because that's the whole point in the poem is why would she stay? But they are attacking me thinking that I'm promoting a woman to stay in a situation. I'm not. I'm actually saying if you're this woman, you need to see how you look. And I want you to see that you need to change. Something about your life needs to change. And I've had women contact me, inbox me, said that they're crying, that this is their life, that they know that they need to change. They know they need to leave the guy who's doing them this way that, you know, that, oh, my gosh, you're sent from God. One woman said one woman literally wrote me. She said, ask me. She said, have you been looking in my house? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, of course not. And I know she's just hypothetically asking, but she literally spilled her whole life. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, I didn't know I was going to get that type of response. But I mean, it was nice because I, I love people. And I actually I've always have I've always been like the advice giver to my friends and, you know, I always like giving advice or whatever. So it's just crazy that now it's like I'm giving advice to people from just all over you know yeah and like i said when i read it i'm pretty sure well i'm not i won't guess i want to say i got through the first three or four and i'm like man i know somebody in each one of these situations at some point in time in my life and i'm like would i be wrong if i said in this book would that be wrong no you wouldn't be wrong <laughs> uh, I, I mean i wouldn't be wrong like i'm supporting the book like this is a great book right here you should read but i don't want to you know, hit me back, like, well, why'd you send me this? Like, hey, you should read it. Just trust me. Just read it. Just read it. But, um, and at the same time, you know, I do, I feel where you're coming from when you're saying the, the feedback you're getting, because, you know, there is a lot of victim blaming. And I think that is what is really funny about people attacking some of this, your poems, and that is, some of those same people are going to go watch some scandalous drama on TV that has a character that has those same issues. Right. But because it's not real, they don't care. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. how many seasons of Scandal I mean, have we a had? A lot of people don't. And that's one reason why in the poem that I was talking about, it's called Convenient, just in case anybody wants to look it up. But um, the reason that the character is looking in the mirror while she's reading, while she's reciting her lines is because that's what I'm trying to get people to see. Like, I do everything for a deeper meaning. To the point where if you read my book, if I capitalize something because old people swear they want to give me a grammatical lesson after reading my book, if I capitalize it, I meant it. If I didn't, I meant to do that too. I just want to get that out just in case anybody does read it because people love to come back and tell me I, I didn't spell something right. I know what I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I have her in the mirror is because that's the one thing people don't like to do is they don't like to look in the mirror and see the truth. They don't like to see the raw uncut them. So many people really don't like themselves. They don't want to be alone with themselves. That's why they're always around people. They don't want the truth to really hit them. But see, people have to realize until the truth hits you, you will never heal from whatever it is you're really dealing with. You have to let the truth come out. 
Well, I would say that that was another one that hit me home, and I know someone who is in that situation too. They're probably listening to the show, so um, if you're listening, then you need to go get Sasha's book before it's unveiled because might be your situation. Now, you know, you reading it and seeing it for yourself may help you realize the situation a whole lot better than me telling you. So just go read the mm-hmm. book. That's all I'm going to say to that person. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Not calling anybody name. So now, hey, <laughs> every little bit counts. It does. So now we're, we're in 2016 and we're looking beyond. So what what are your goals to not what are your goals for this year? What do you want to knock out before the end of this year? Oh, before the end of this year, I want to be I I want to be a lead role. And y'all can mark that because when I do it, somebody, somebody, anybody repost this podcast or something. Like I realized last year I didn't state exactly what I wanted. You have to state what you want. Mm-hmm. This year, I want a principal role. I want to be seen on the little cover or on the little... I want to be in the front. I don't want to be in the back. I want to be in the front. And that's one of my goals. I also want more exposure for my for my writing career. More exposure over my career as a whole. But um, just both of those. Like, I want... because. Like, I've been writing all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm trying to break into writing animations. Um, I already write scripts and stuff, but it's like I'm trying to get them launched or get them picked up, this and that. So that's also 2016 goals. I'm, wor- I'm working towards it. Wait, did you say animation? Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, you know, over here, Dr. Bracer, we we've had this, like, kind of dormant dream to establish a like a real, legit, in time, realistic black superhero. Really? <laughs> like, I don't mean like, oh, he's a superhero and he just happened to be black. Like, no, he's gonna be the blackest of the black superheroes. Like, his whole origin story is gonna be black. Everything he does is mm-hmm. gonna be black. And people pretty much gonna hate him because he's black. So, you know. <laughs> We kind of wanted. You know, Cartoon Network and like ABC does stuff like that. So, hey, I mean, but the depending on how you spin it, if you spin it in a adult animation way, then those two will do it. But if you spin it in a kids way, you know, these Disney them they may, but more so, Cartoon Network and ABC Family seem like they're the ones to pick up the the different kind. Well, hey, look. If you do it right, you can do both ways. Because I'll just watch this Deadpool movie. And I'm like, I'm all in for this. The movie should have been rated R. It was rated R. But it's not doesn't mean you can't sell Deadpool toys to the kids. You just can't take the kids to the movies. Don't yeah, need, that's don't, true. Don't need to go to the movie. It's a cartoon character. <laughs> don't need to go to the movie. <laughs> ah, all right. Oh, man. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie, Deadpool. I've heard a lot about it, though. If you like Ryan Reynolds being a fool, then you probably like it. <laughs> if you, I'll put it like this: If you like the fourth wall being broken in a comical way, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. not. Yeah, it's not. It's not Zach talking to the TV. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
I mean, if 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 this sells you, this this would be my selling point on Deadpool. Not to tell us anybody. His roommate was an old blind black lady whose hobby was buying IKEA furniture and putting it together. <laughs> that's kind of okay. That's interesting. <laughs> that, that, that's my selling point to everybody. Like, if you can't get, I, if you can't know. understand that, then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So, uh, Sasha, would you let the people know how they can catch up with you and they can keep up with what's going on and support you? Um, well, I have many outlets. Um, well, first off, you can go to SashaOwens.com because that's just going to just about link you to everything. But for the most part, if you look on Facebook um, or Instagram, I'm just flat out, you know, Sasha Owens. Snapchat is Sasha underscore Owens and Twitter is Sasha Owens underscore because somebody's always hating and taking my own name. So, yeah. You know how to get, you know get your name back, right? Huh? You know how to get your name back, right? Just continues to try to log in under that name and put in the wrong password. <laughs> really? <laughs> Till they, they get tired of changing the password. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> nah, I'm just being devious. All right, everybody. Yes, y'all go check Sasha out. Support her, support her, support her. Go get the book. Like I said, it's on Amazon. You can read it on your Kindle. It is not long for you people that don't like to read and for you people that right, do Right, and like- that's another reason that I made it short. I was like, my first book, I'm going to just make it short for all you non-readers so you have no excuse. And for those of you who love to read, Read it twice, three times, four times. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm the slowest reader in the world, and I read it in a day, so that lets you know something. It takes me forever to read a 100-page book. I mean, hey, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad to even hear that, then, because I have family members and friends who have bought it, and they're like, I haven't finished it. And it's not because it's not good. They're easily distracted. Oh, I'm they- like... I'm like, you don't even understand. What they don't understand is, it ain't even, yes, thank you for supporting me. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate it. But I actually want, I want people to read it. But I'm like happy when people actually read it because I'm like, yay, you know, you hey, wh- actually get what I was trying to put out into the world. <laughs> Why you think we can't keep the podcast over an hour and a half? If I do a three hour podcast, oh my God. <laughs> All right, but with that being said, we've gone over 30 minutes, and um, it's time for us to wrap this up, and Sasha get back to her day, and uh, we thank her for coming through, and maybe by the next time we come through, we'll be talking about that lead role. We will. Mm-hmm. We will be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then we... As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you when it's coming so you can set me up a podcast. Oh, no, no. We're going we're gonna to do. We're gonna have a studio by then. We're going to sit on the couch. See, I got goals. I got goals, too. <laughs> There you go. And we're going to end on that, everybody. Thank you, Sasha. And we out. Peace. All right. Bye, y'all. This is the Dr. Eraser presentation.